It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clark and Company. Clark and Sean Keeler. Next up on the Five Star Plumbing Hotline, Ian St. Clair. Follow Matt at Ian St. Clair at Mile High Report. He does that uh, radio pod, Mile High Report radio podcast for the Broncos, and he grew up here, and we'll be talking Broncos as we do our July 4th theme show here on July 3rd, my favorite team, and it's all brought to you this hour by the best place to come out of your shell. This came up at dinner the other night, shells and sauce. Hey, we've all been uh, hiding out, uh, avoiding the pandemic, and finally I got my dinner group, we all got back together again. Our waiter, Jeremy, did a terrific job. George Pappas' Shells and Sauces, Congress Park's Cozy Trattoria. More than 10 years, everything deliciously made from scratch. Open for dining service, 3.30 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. Shells and Sauce at 2600 East 12th Avenue. And I have only been surprised twice by a surprise birthday party. And each time it happened, and it happened to me on Wednesday, two days before my birthday, I have made the dinner. I have made the party for someone else. And then they turn around and sing happy birthday to me. And that's the only way I've ever been fooled. And this was another one of those. I threw myself, apparently. I got all my old friends together. We hadn't gotten together for dinner a long time with the pandemic. And, and in the end, they bring dessert out with a candle. Thank goodness only one. <laughs> the, cl- the closest we've come to that is now my wife and I at birthdays uh, get ourselves a gift and then tell them, I already got you. You're good. I don't know if that's a good sign for our marriage or a bad one, you know, more than 10 years on. But... Uh, that's the trend we've got. Hey, I had a quick follow before we dive into Ian. Um, 
and his favorite team today. Uh, better passing big man. David Israel in our last segment got me thinking since you guys saw him in his prime. And as Kiz points out, because I'm a child of the 80s, I didn't. I missed him. Uh, literally as a player, remember him very well as a coach and as executive, and as an icon in, in some way of the Washington. When I think of the Washington Bullet slash Wizards, I think of Unselled. West Unseld. Better big man passer, Unseld or Jokic? Oh, Jokic, but Unseld is the greatest. I wanted to ask David. No, no, that no. Too. Uh, David yeah. was very clear, and, and this is important. It's not that Unseld is a great passer; he's the best outlet passer of all time. Get the rebound and start the fast break off of a pass. That's what Unsell did brilliantly. Not you, in the half-court offense like Bill Walton and yeah. Jokic. That's different. But, but we, Jokic throws a pretty mean outlet, too. Oh, Jokic is great on outlet. <laughs> I mean, I, that's not—and again, all—Wes you know, Unsell's a legend. Hey, you know, you know we're, we're comparing Nolan Arenado may be as good a fielder or better than Brooks Robinson, but because when Brooks Robinson did it, mm-hmm. nobody had done it that well. Right. It will—Babe uh, Ruth, it will always—Will Chamberlain, they will always stand above yeah. everyone else yeah. because it was so striking at that time— and on that note, we bring in Ian St. Clair from Mile High Report. Good morning, Ian. Do we have you, Ian? Uh, I guess we do. Yes, you do. We do. Oh, okay. I thought maybe talking basketball, we had offended you, our Bronco guy, so much <laughs> that you won't be able to tell your story about your favorite team on this July 4th holiday. So, as I told you, Michael, leading up to the show, I the one thing that I always remember about Super Bowl 32 was not is obviously all the the this one's for John and and the celebration and all of that. But what I will I will always take away from it is when we when everyone finally knew in Broncos country that this was finally going to happen that the Broncos were finally going to win their first Super Bowl. I looked over at my mom and I I was in high school at the time and I could just tell how much it would have meant to her that her dad was there because she grew up watching the Broncos and Sterling. And she watched football with her dad, and he passed away in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And he never really witnessed the Broncos make that transition yeah. into a successful franchise. And I could just – I knew how much it meant to her that if he could have been there to witness it. And that, that's something that I will always take away because whenever you talk to Broncos fans, whenever you talk to Broncos country, it's always something about how it's – it's deeper than just a football team. And I, and I think it, it, just in sports, not just the Broncos, I think every, every team and every person who roots for that team has maybe a similar story to that. And that, that's something that will always stand out to me on, on Super Bowl 32 about hearing the stories about how bad the Broncos were in the 60s <laughs> and the early 70s, yeah, well, getting yeah. blown out in, in three straight Super Bowls, four straight Super Bowls if you go back to 1978 and the Cowboys and the Broncos. And, and the fact that they were finally able to clear that hurdle after being a double-digit underdog to a team that, they, that won the Super Bowl the year before, is just it was just a moment that I will always look back on and remember. Nice. There's a lot of Steelers parallels, Ian, to their respective franchise histories, um, and and that Mike and Michael, as we go back and compare, I'm a child of the '80s. Ian may be a child of the '80s and '90s. Michael, you're from the '60s. You remember pre-Noel Steelers? Oh, Steelers that, were, that it's were night and day, yeah, yeah, terrible. Night and day. New York Giants, Cleveland and, and, Browns dominated. Yeah, them. and very similar to what happened to the Broncos here then in the '70s uh, with Red and those guys. And, and then Craig Borton and on down the line. What, and I'm glad Ian brings that up, too, because as 
a non-native but a Midwesterner who grew up with sort of buttressed between Chiefs, I know, boo, and Packers people. I married into a Chiefs family. I married into a Chiefs family <laughs> <We're sorry. laughs> where there are also Broncos people. So the in-laws are Broncos folks. So a very much rooted in the AFC West, oh. at least on my in-laws side. But what strikes me again in what Ian brings up in his own uh, upbringing is that how family ties mean so much to the fans of this team and how it is passed on and how it is shared. The Broncos are one of the top six or seven most followed franchises and beloved franchises and marketable franchises in this league wow. uh, for a reason. And I think it's because it really is a family thing that people share with their own parents and their grandparents, whether they're getting the tickets, whether they're just going, or whether they started with Morton or started with Tenzi or went all the way back <laughs> to the very beginning and suffered for 11 years. And Frank Topuka. Frank Topuka and then picked it up. And then, and then got to, to ride this out, and now are, of course, suffering again because things come around. Uh, good, But good things come around, too. So I'm glad Ian brought that up, and I'm glad he had that experience to share. That's great. I, and I think one of the reasons that family has stuck around so long is because when Pat Bowen bought the Broncos in 1984, he got that. And I think when you talk to people who played for him, like Steve Atwater or Rod Smith, who were around him every day, it's that sense of feeling that was also brought into the organization. So I think that's why it's such an important factor for Broncos country. Yes, it goes all the way back to the 60s and the 70s. My podcast co-host talks about how his dad and his Uncle Lou would always go in North Denver. They would walk over to Bears Stadium and just watch how bad the Broncos were in the 60s. And so I think when Pat Bowen bought the Broncos, he got that. He He obviously was passionate. He wanted to be number one at everything, but he also got it how important the Broncos were to the community and to the state. So I think that's that, that was so rare about all of this. And now that the Broncos are in the lurch, so to speak, mm-hmm. with ownership, it'll be interesting to see how that transitions and if the person who may in, who ends up potentially buying the Broncos has that same kind of passion and, and, get, and gets Broncos country. Yeah, Ian, you you segued into what I was going to, because you're you and I are telepathic from afar. You segued into what I was going to ask you how how excited are you to swing it quickly to the news of the week? And as we hit kind of a slow holiday two weeks, uh, with the likely impending sale and with the uh, uh, cancellation, I guess, of of the court date and what appears to be either a settlement or a sale or some combination thereof. What's fascinating about this is is Mark Knutson and I have been, for years, we've been talking about how the Bowens were, Brittany Bowen would not be the owner of the Broncos. That just wasn't going to happen. And the fact that the the, the case is now not just vacated, but stayed, that tells me that there has to be some sort of agreed upon arrangement to sell the team. Because I think that's the only way Amy Klimmer and Beth Bowen-Wallace would have agreed to drop this case in the first place if you go back Mm -hmm. to what Mm -hmm. Beth said a couple of months ago. So I I think it's not so much about excitement. It's what the heck is going to happen because (laughs) you need to have the money. So obviously there's very few people that have the money to to put up. (laughs) 3.3 billion. Let me me throw this at you because we have 30 seconds left. (laughs) Phil Anschutz is selling his share of the Lakers. He is a a billionaire in the entertainment industry and a Colorado guy. 
I don't think he is going to do it. I think he's I think he's getting up there in age. I don't know if he'll want to do it. The name to watch is Jeff Bezos because it's mm. been rumored <laughs> that he wants to be in, he wants to get an NFL franchise. Oh well, well. So I think that'd be the name to watch. Well, they'll, they'll deliver your tickets. That's for sure. So, yeah, well, drones, the prime prime Broncos, <laughs> line them up. You have Thursday night every week. You know, it'll be great. And yeah. he wouldn't have a problem with cash on hand for the franchise if that happened. No, he would not. Well, you just have sure. you just have to be fighting between him and that rocket ship or whatever they're building. You exactly. know, the pe- literally in the category of people with too much money. Literally in this world, that if you're you know debating uh, whether we're going to go to who's going to go to space first, the yeah. the Virgin guys or the Amazon guys, you got too much money. Well, you, uh, you have too you, much. When you option a guy out of the league, now you can put him on the rocket yeah. ship. Okay. Yeah, you can fly him away. Ian, thank you. We will be following and talking to you much more as training camp approaches at Mile High Report. Listening to your Mile High Report radio podcast. Thank you, Ian. Thanks, guys. Happy July Fourth. Next up on the Five Star Plumbing Hotline, when we return from a short break. We will have John Shulian, national award-winning sports columnist, multiple-time national sports writer of the year, author, uh, and we'll have him on the Five Star Plumbing Hotline right after this.